you're listening to Church of Hope's podcast. Thanks for joining us. We hope today's teaching encourages and inspires you. Check out hopeinocala.com for more resources on this journey called life. Here's today's teaching. Good morning, my name is Emily, and I'm so excited to be with you here at this location, those joining us online on this first Sunday in 2021. And the road to 2021 was, well, paved with a lot of challenges. It was difficult to say the least. In fact, 2020 perhaps felt like getting in a rear-end car accident. I mean, have you ever been rear-ended before online? Have you ever been rear-ended? When you've been in this kind of car accident, you never want to experience it again. You didn't see it coming, and it's the worst feeling. Now, stepping into 2021, it would be easy to start driving, looking in the rearview mirror, trying to anticipate any problem or challenge that would come our way in this new year. But how many of us know that you can't drive forward if you're looking in the rear view mirror? So how can we step into 2021 and make this the best year possible? How can we use this as the catapult to living our best lives? I wanna invite you to join me in your Bible or your digital device in Luke chapter 10. We're gonna dive into the story of two sisters. These sisters were in the same environment. They had the same experiences afforded to them, but they experienced this opportunity completely differently. While one was ready and leaned in and discovered the one thing that would make her successful, the other got distracted, discontent, and she almost missed it. So let's dive in, Luke chapter 10, starting in verse 38. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. Now let's pause there for a moment. You see, Jesus and his disciples are headed into a new town filled with brand new possibilities and opportunities. We're in a similar situation. We're stepping into a new year filled with opportunities and possibilities. And did you notice that as Jesus went to this new town, he went directly to one woman's home who he called by name, Martha. This got me thinking about my journey and my story and what would happen if I believed that Jesus was coming to my town, here to Ocala, Florida, to my apartment, calling me by name. You see, it's really easy to think that Jesus is going to someone else's town or another person's house, that he's gonna do good things for someone else. But what we are gonna discover today is that when we believe that Jesus is coming to our town, to our street, to our home, calling us by name, everything changes. And at first, what seemed impossible becomes possible. Let's dive back in, in verse 39. She, Martha, had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? 
I mean, tell her to help me. So as we step into 2021, we're all faced with the challenge of comparison. Martha was faced with this challenge. Jesus enters her home. She has this incredible opportunity to have lunch with Jesus, and she immediately pivots to comparing herself with her sister. How easy is it for us to, rather than inviting a personal experience with Jesus, to start pointing our finger and saying, but God, look at her. God, look at him. God, look at how they are stepping into this new year. You see, comparison leads us to discontentment. And when we choose to camp in this land of discontentment, we miss out on being who God uniquely made us to be. And when we're here, when we get into this discontent space, we get distracted. We get distracted from what God is coming to our house to personally say to us. Martha missed what Jesus came to say to her because she was so busy being distracted by comparison. You know, this is true for me. It's easy to get distracted on Instagram to be specific. I mean, have you ever been scrolling and then you just see that blogger who has the perfect wardrobe and the perfect makeup and you just think, if I had her style, then I wouldn't be single. Maybe that's just me, I don't know. But when you scroll on social media, what we don't put into consideration is that it's a one-dimensional sphere. We only see that glossy, edited photo. I don't know what's happening on the other side of the screen in the life of that influencer or blogger. And when I choose to compare my life with her, I'm missing out on being the Emily that God made me to be. Now, this story's not over. Let's pick back up in verse 41. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. There was only one thing needed. And right here, it would be easy for us to sit back and wonder, I mean, does it feel like maybe we're beating Martha up just a little bit? I mean, Jesus is coming to her house, and all she's trying to do is make sure it's clean and that she has a good meal on the table for Jesus. What's so wrong with that? Nothing. There's nothing wrong with wanting to step into the new year and setting resolutions. There's nothing wrong with wanting to pursue your health or find and experience financial freedom. Meet that special someone. Be the best parent you can be. There's nothing wrong with wanting 2021 to be better than 2020. The problem lies in our heart posture. And when we choose to pursue and chase after all those other things and we miss out on the one thing that can make all the difference. Now, how true is it that one thing really can affect everything like dominoes? I learned this the hard way. So this past fall, I went on a beach vacation with my family. It was a great trip. The sun was shining, the weather was perfect. I was sitting on the beach reading some books, eating my favorite food. Life was really good. And then one day, my lips started to feel really chapped. So I put some chapstick on, but it wasn't doing the trick fast enough. They still felt so dry. 
So I grabbed this one lip Vaseline product, put it on, didn't think twice about it until the next morning when I woke up and I knew something wasn't right. I went to the bathroom and my face looked like this. Yikes, my lips were three times their normal size. Wow, one lip product made all the difference. I had to wear hats the next couple days. I couldn't feel my lips. I had to ice them. I mean, it was awful. One thing makes a big difference. You know, Matthew 6, 33 says, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. What Jesus was so lovingly trying to teach Martha that day and what he's teaching us on this first Sunday in 2021 is that when we make Jesus the one thing, everything else falls into place. To make 2021 the best year, to make the rest of your life the best possible, make Jesus your one thing. And to make him the one thing, we have to prioritize him above all the other things. And this is a decision that you and I have right now today. Will we prioritize him or will he simply be an add-on? You know, we read in Martha's story in verse 41, Jesus said that she could only have one thing. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things. But few things are needed, or indeed, only one. You know, you can only have one first. And when we think about firsts in our lives, we think of that first car, first job, first kid being born, first boyfriend, first kiss. I mean, we have memorable firsts. And when you think about those big firsts in your world, we either have happy emotions attached to them, or maybe not so happy emotions. So I remember vividly buying my first car right at college graduation. I bought a 2003 red Toyota Solara convertible and I loved this car. I mean, I paid for it in cash. It drove me across the country twice and it held some of my favorite memories of who I am today. I loved this car. When I think about my first kiss, I don't have as great of memories. You see, at the ripe old age of 22, when I knew, thought I knew everything, and I had just moved across the country, the first boy who paid attention to me, I drove headfirst into a relationship with him far too quickly, and I gave him my first kiss. Looking back, I wish I wouldn't have done that. I wish I would have saved that kiss. You know, at the end of my life, at the end of our lives, I don't want to look back and see how I chose to make Jesus my first or didn't choose to make him my first in, in a sad way. I want to look back with happy memories, thankful that I decided to prioritize him above all the things. You know, to make Jesus our one thing, we've also got to cut the trap of comparison from our lives. And I get it, this is hard. Comparison is everywhere we turn. I mean, how many likes did you get on that Instagram post? How's your hair today? What car are you driving? How are your kids doing in school? Wait, are they online or are they in person? 
Are you wearing a mask or are you not wearing a mask? Comparison is everywhere. And comparison was in Martha's story. We saw it in verse 40 when she came to Jesus and compared herself to her sister, saying, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Comparison is everywhere. And I found myself caught in the trap of comparison. I turned 30 this May, and it is far too easy for me to look around at other people's lives and say, man, I'm 30. She has 3.5 kids, is already married, and she's only 25. I have no kids, and I'm single, and I'm 30. What is wrong with me? But when I compare my life with someone else's life, I miss out on the beauty of the story God is writing in me. And how in my 20s, I've had the privilege of sharing hundreds of people's stories online, traveling and speaking with becomingme.tv. I've moved across the country twice, and I'm almost done with my first book. I mean, if I'm so busy getting caught comparing my life to someone else, I'm gonna miss out on the beauty of my story. That's what happened with Martha. She was so caught up with comparing herself to her sister that she missed out on the beauty of Jesus coming to her house, seeking her out by name. To make Jesus the one thing, we have to cut comparison. And to make Jesus the one thing, we have to go back to believing that he is coming to our town, to our street, to our home, calling us by name. It all goes back to belief. I can't help but what think what would be different in Martha's story if she would have believed that Jesus came to her house to just spend time with her. What would be different in our world if we believed that Jesus was coming to spend time with us? And I get it, this is hard for me. I'm an Enneagram type one, I'm an INTJ, I pursue goals with every ounce of passion and drive in my body. For my full 29 years, I've pursued professional, relational, financial, physical goals, and I go after them with everything. But if 2020 taught me anything, if it taught us anything, is that we can't control everything that's happening around us or to us. There's only one thing we can control, and that's what's happening in us. See, I can always be growing, and I can always become who God made me to be, but I can't do more, I can't work harder, I can't be more if my foundation isn't right, if I'm not making Jesus my one thing. To make Jesus our one thing in 2021 and for the rest of our lives, we have to believe he's coming to us directly, calling us by name. And you know, at the end of my life, I don't think I want people to come and celebrate who Emily was by saying, man, look at all the things that Emily Girl accomplished. She sure did a lot of things. I want people to say about me, that that woman really knew how to trust God. She lived the words of Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. I want to live out and be known for how I apply Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything, 
But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The raw truth of the matter is that we will get and become whoever we want to be in this life. So if I want those verses to define who Emily is, if I want to live out the reality that Jesus is my one thing, how can I do that? First, I've got to get honest. And honesty is started in self-awareness. I mentioned a moment ago that I'm an Enneagram type one. Pastor Mark has equipped us with this resource, and it's essentially a personality tool. It's a free assessment that you can take online, and it shows you your internal makeup, how you're naturally wired. But what I like about the Enneagram is it doesn't just stop there and say, here's how you are. It helps you grow. It helps you identify blind spots, and it helps you continue becoming who God made you to be. You know, we all get stressed at different things. We all get frustrated at different things, and that's a part of our internal makeup. I can't help but wonder if Martha would have been self-aware, would have known how she naturally reacted in different situations, how maybe she would have shown up differently that day when she had an unexpected visitor, when Jesus came to her house. Now, we've also got to get honest with the reality that we're too busy. We can't add one more thing. It would be easy to hear, okay, this first Sunday in 2021, make Jesus the one thing. It'd be easy to say, I'll just add him on top of all the other things. I'll get up early. I'll do more. But we can't do that. We only have 24 hours in a day. 1,440 minutes. We can't add more. We have to subtract. In order to make Jesus the one thing, what are you going to take away to prioritize him? Can I ask us a pretty challenging question this morning? (laughs) A couple people are saying yes. Uh, Everybody else is like, I don't know. Uh, Is prioritizing Jesus for 15 minutes really that much of a sacrifice? The God of the universe who came and died for you, who died for me, who shed his blood for us, is 15 minutes really that much? Is saying no to one episode on Netflix really that much? This is hard to wrestle with. But what we need to lean into here is it's not the quantity, but it is the quality. So it'd be easy to think, okay, I need to go say no to everything so I can spend hours reading my Bible. It's about the quality of our time with Jesus. Last week, Michael taught us about cultivating the soil of our heart. You can check that message out on our YouTube channel. But if we're not showing up to our time with Jesus, reading and applying what he's saying to us, we're not making him the one thing. We have to prioritize him and determine the quality of our time with Jesus. Next, we have to determine a plan, a place, and a person. You know, when we fail to plan, we plan to fail. So to make Jesus our one thing, you have to have a plan. How are you going to show up and have time with him every day? You know, the YouVersion Bible Plan has a ton of free Bible studies that you can do right now on your phone, and it's free. It's amazing. You can download that app, search for a plan. I started this year 
the Bible in one year. So I'm going to be journaling through this Bible, writing on these pages what Jesus is saying to me. This plan is also in the YouVersion Bible app. And then next week, we will be equipping you with a 21-day plan that we're going to journey through together as a church. But don't wait until next week. Download YouVersion, pick a plan, and start today. Next, where's your place? Where do you intentionally go to spend time with Jesus? For me, I have a chair in the corner of my room. And having this intentional space reminds me to go in and make Jesus the one thing, to not bring distractions with me. This is the spot that I sit every day. I read God's word, I listen and apply it to my life. And then third, who's your person? So a couple weeks ago, Pastor Mark taught about having the power of a CPA in your life. CPA is a certified person of accountability. So I left that message and I picked three people to be my CPAs. And I scheduled with them meetings the week leading into January 1st. I asked them some tough questions about how I could grow stepping into 2021. And can I tell you all something? It was not fun. I didn't like it at all. I don't like having a CPA. It was so uncomfortable. See, as a perfectionist, I'm here all day long to hear the encouraging things about how good I did or how great I am, but it's a growth area for me to hear what I need to grow in. And sitting in those meetings this week had me thinking how I would rather spend the uncomfortable time right now listening to people who have my best interest than get to the end of my life having lived with blind spots and no one speaking into me. I would rather now get uncomfortable and grow and hear from people who really love me. So it's not going to be fun. I can tell you firsthand. But having a CPA is so worth it. So who is your person? And last, to make Jesus our one thing, we've just got to get started. You know, Jesus is not playing hide and seek with us. He desires to be found. And the best part is that when we seek him, he promises every single time we're going to find him. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And so we can seek God and he is ready to be found by us, but he will not compete for our attention. He can only be first. Revelations 2, 4 through 5 says, You have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. You know, we just stepped out of the Christmas season and truly the greatest gift of all is the presence of God. When our hope is rooted in Jesus, he is with us. He is in us and he is for us. Matthew 7, 7 through 8 says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds and to the one who knocks the door will be opened you know we've been unpacking martha's journey this morning and the very last verse 
the last thing that Jesus says to her has so much value for where we are today. Luke 10, 42. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. You see, we could run after a lot of different things this year. I could run after a career. I could run after a relationship. I could run after finances, health. But at the end of the day, all those things can be stripped away from me. There's only one thing that can never be taken from me, and that is Jesus. When I choose to make him my one thing, it's a guarantee that 2021 is going to be my best year ever. It's a guarantee that the rest of my life is going to be the best ever because I have built my foundation on the one sure thing that can never be taken away from me. So as we step into this year, how will you make Jesus your one thing? Would you pray with me? God, thank you for your presence. Thank you that you are coming here to our town, to our street, to our neighborhood, our house, calling us by name. God, today I, Emily, am choosing you as my one thing. Help us identify how we can chase after you alone. Thank you, God, for who you are in us and with us and for us. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Jesus, your one thing always starts with you asking him to be your savior. The Christmas story is rooted in a statement by the angels that this Jesus, Emmanuel, was born to take away the sins of the world. You could, you could work really hard this year to make your one thing to get rid of that habit. You could work really hard this year to make that one character trait that your family talks to you about making it better. You, you can try to clean up your act. You can make that your one thing, but here's the problem, is we're all humans and we all fail and we all sin. And the whole story of Jesus at Christmas, all 33 years of his life, and when he died on the cross and came back from the dead, his one thing was he wanted you and me to have our sins forgiven and adopted into his family. And if you've not done that, today's your day. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. So right where you're sitting or joining us online, would you have this conversation with God? Hey, God, it's me. And I've not made you the center and the point for my life. Today I confess that I've, that I've sinned and I'm asking for you to forgive me. I believe that you, Jesus, died on the cross. You were buried and three days later came back from the dead. And today I'm asking you to be my savior. That prayer is your first prayer. Change your life forever. And to those who just pray with me, I'd like to send you some information to help you grow in that. So if you would text the word today to 63566, we want to help you. I want to help you grow. I want to celebrate with you. So just text the word today 
888-263-5566 or online, just drop it there in the comment and we'll get it to you. Your next best step is, is what you saw earlier with Jane and Charmaine where they wanted you all to know that they had made that decision and so they were baptized. And if you want to get baptized, you're like, you know, that, that I, I've been putting this off and I need to make this decision of letting everybody know that I'm not ashamed. I'm a follower. I'm a believer of Jesus. Then just text that word baptism. Baptism to 63566. Our team will reach out to you and we'll set up your day and you can let the whole world see how your life has been forever changed. To the rest of us as, as Christ followers, so what's God been saying to you? these last 25 minutes where is your life like Martha's where you've been caught in that trap of comparison you set up the the tent of discontentment don't you think it's time to take down that tent it's so easy and I tell you this as a pastor I don't know that anybody in the world who does a better job at comparison than pastors oh my goodness look how big their church is Look how many people attended or how many buildings or baptisms or look at their... I mean, I, I get this. But it, it, it sets up a tent of discontentment. So where is God speaking to you in your life where you've been comparing yourself to him or her or that? Right now, just ask the Holy Spirit to come and to give you the strength. A really important tool is the Enneagram test. Emily alluded to this, and I'm going to have the team put the link up on the screen. What I love about the Enneagram compared to doing a disc analysis or a Myers-Briggs that maybe you've done for the work is the Enneagram is really just about self-awareness. You know, at, at rich guys in our 50s and 60s, she was talking about being 30, I wouldn't mind being 30 again, right? Right? I mean, it's kind of cool this morning. She's 30. Last weekend, Michael's 23. And Brad, what are you, 17? 15? Oh, my God. How I wish I was more aware of me years ago, right? Uh, I, I've done, I, not in, sometimes not even intentionally. The Enneagram helps you be aware of how you act when you're stressed or when you're insecure. This is a great tool to take. Do it with your family. It's free. It downloads a whole report for you. But, but just really becoming aware. Maybe that's what you need to do because this will open up the door of areas that, that you are comparing yourself in. I also like what Emily said. Maybe this is for you as a Christ follower. Um, like, you love God, and you're like, you're a doer, and I want to, right? And we're always adding more stuff to our life, and it's like we have no margin. And so she said, you gotta, you got to cut something out. you got to subtract before you add. Maury, which, what do you need to take out of your life? The hardest decisions that you make are not between good and bad. Those are easy. That's called obedience, good and bad. The hard things is between good and best. Martha was doing a bunch of really good things. Nothing wrong with any of the things Martha was doing. She wasn't doing the best thing. So what are some things that perhaps you need to cut out to have that 15 minutes with God. Spend that time with Him. See, you've got to make a decision. And we, we, 
We all want better. We all want to be satisfied. We, we want life at its best. You're making a decision every day. I'm making a decision every day. How do I experience that? I'm suggesting if you want life at its best, spend some time every day with the person who makes it best. And his name is God. And he's given us a book, the Bible. And there's tools. You can have a Bible like this that you journal through. You can use the you know, version Bible app. But spend some time each and every day in there. It will, it, will, it will change you. It will prepare you. You can have your best laid plans. A year ago today, we had great plans for 2020. It's true. But a lot of that has changed. Plans are always changing. One of the gifts from 2020 is that plans will constantly be changing. The key is not in your plan. Yes, you got to have a plan, but as the Navy SEALs will tell you, once you begin to execute the plan, everything goes to chaos. That's why the Navy SEALs prepare, 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 prepare. So that while they're in the space of executing the mission and all of the objectives begin to change, they have prepared themselves. That happens. That happens when you get into God's Word. And we're going to help you. Next week, we're going to kick off at 21 Days of Prayer. We're going to be online, on Facebook, and, and be together. It's going to be a great, 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 great journey together. And then the, the last thing I wrote down was um, the real convicting thing. Sometimes we we're so busy over here. It's almost like we're, we're, we're trying to tell God, hey, God, if, if you market yourself a little bit better towards me, if you convince me that it's worth me spending time with you, then I'll give you some time. And if that's not the height of, of arrogance, we live in a world that's saturated by marketing, and we give ourselves to all those marketers. God's not going to, Emily said, God's not going to compete with us. He says, you seek me. He's God and I'm not. You seek me, and then the promise, <laughs> you will find me. You want 2021 to be a phenomenal year? I didn't say it'd be easy. I didn't say that all the problems, the pressures be gone, no. But peace that you're looking for has never been in the absence of problems. It's always in the presence of God. Hey, will you stand with me? I want to pray pray over you. As Christ followers, you got, you got opportunity. Now you've been prepared. We're ready to step out this week and, and make, make a difference in all the places and points that we go. Those of you who made a decision for Jesus, you're texting that word today to 63566. Those who are going to get baptized next weekend, you text the word baptism. Uh, have a, a really, really good week. If by chance uh, you have some, some time on Tuesday morning at 9.30 a.m. this week, Tuesday, 9.30 a.m. We never put Christ away because Christ is with us all year long. It's Christ who's in us, it's Christ who's with us, and it's Christ that's for us that makes life at its best. But the holiday decorations got to be put up and put away. So if you want to come and help us put all of the holiday decorations away, we'll be really thankful for that on Tuesday at 9.30 a.m. this week. God, we love you. I thank you for this word that you put in the scriptures and how we can look at Martha and Mary. And God, 
we've gathered together in person and online this morning because we want to do good things. We, we, we want you to be important in our life, but sometimes we just kind of add you in with everything else. So Holy Spirit, we invite you to come into all of our lives and to move us from making you a part of our life to making you the center and the point of our life. That Jesus, you are our one thing. And this to be our goal all year long. Favor each man and each lady here today. Help us as we make you our one thing in our marriage, in our workplace, on our campuses, in our neighborhood, in our country. I sure do love you. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Peace.